0: I'm sorry. We are fucking this I've up. never done this before. No, this is bad. Okay.
1: 189. No. Oh. This is baby's first podcast starring us. <laughs> <laughs> December 10th, 2014.
0: This is Idle Thumbs number 188, and I'm Danielle Riendo.
1: And I'm Jake Rodkin. And Pat- we are... Oh, I you messed are it up. Guests, I messed it up. We are joined by Patrick Klepek <laughs> of Giant Bomb and Patrick Klepek alone because Chris could not be on this week. Yes. Sean could
2: not be on this week.
0: And Nick could not be and on this Nick,
2: week. And uh, Nick... Deigned to not appear
0: this week. Wow! That's how it works.
2: Well, so, he didn't want to measure up to the other Jurassic Park fan. I heard that. I heard there was is. a competition going on.
1: Well, no. You, okay, you heard because you you were a participant
2: in it. <laughs> it was. I was in last week's podcast by technicality. I
1: heard this. I mean, you basically we said. I wonder if Patrick is a bigger Jurassic Park fan. Mm-hmm. I think is what happened. Then we called you. You did, and then you said I watched it fifteen times in the theater, and Nick just went, oh, oh, well, oh, oh.
0: He just oh, he resigned right was, there.
1: No, there yeah. was never. There was never. I don't think there was ever a question. I think okay. that it was just sort of...
0: He just stepped out of the arena, mm. we just, basically.
1: Well, I mean, I don't even know if an arena was even there. I think one was presented to you over the phone. But I think it was more just the novelty of calling
2: you. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah I mean, Jurassic yeah. Park is my Star Wars. Like, that's usually the analogy I use. Like, I like Star Wars, too. But like, Jurassic Park was, like, the movie that, like, so you're changed just, my life. you're
1: just over the moon for Jurassic World.
2: <laughs> uh, I think, it, well, I think it's, like, probably how Star Wars fans was, like... I mean, I'm going to see it regardless. Uh, yes. I think that was a bad trailer. Uh, but I really like the director, his movie that he did prior to this, Safety Not Guaranteed, like, is a very, uh, Spielbergian, like, low budget sci fi film that was very cute and, proved that he could probably do this. But Hollywood has a bad track record with, like, finding some tiny director that does, like, oh, you did a cute little movie. Now here's $300 million. Go yep. make something like that. And that doesn't always work out. It doesn't always bode so. well. Did you see... Okay,
1: we're just... I guess it's Jurassic World time?
2: Yes, yeah, it sure. Is.
0: It is Jurassic World time. Did you Toronto see time. the
1: fan edit trailer that, you used, that used John Hammond's Flea Circus conversation? No,
2: I did not see that. Oh, there was a real... Delightful. Okay, so
1: this, this was... Like, occasionally, there you know, fan edits of things exist all over the place, but this was basically just the non-weird mutant dinosaur moments from the Jurassic World trailer, but all just cut with no audio except for John Hammond telling the story of how when he was little, or, Mm -hmm. like, his first business endeavor was the Flea Circus and saying, can't you see the fleas? And this is all that I ever wanted to do with my life. Everyone's
2: eating ice cream.
1: Yeah, but it's just just his audio talking about how that was his vision for Jurassic Park was this thing that from when he was when he was like a, that's young a really businessman. good concept and it's for a that trailer that was just footage of people flocking to Jurassic Park being excited by stuff and then oh. obviously it takes a turn and it cuts the three or four people being chased and then it says Jurassic World and I was like if you are at a person at universal studios i hope that you're just immediately paying that person to steal it they're yes. not
2: there was another there was another trailer that ha- had a similar concept where they tried to minimize like what was shown and but you know that little piano bit i really like i think that's like yeah. a, a really nice homage oh uh, man but it's – yeah, I think it was a bad trailer. But okay. also, like, those movies are tough because, like, you know, like, the CG that's going to be finished, like, I'm sure it all that's looks like movie. garbage. Like, and, and so, we, we I don't know. We
1: can't get too deep into Jurassic World because we spent so much
2: time talking okay, about that's Jurassic fine. World before. <laughs> I'll just, just say I'm going to see it regardless. It's I don't have a choice. It's impossible. I'll be there at midnight. But whatever. you're going to see it 15 times in the theater. <sighs> oh, I don't know about that. I'll probably see it once at midnight. Hopefully it's good. I'll have to see it twice because I'll be intoxicated the first time I see it because I'll just be too nervous and excited and it'll be midnight and then I'll have to see it a second time like with like a sober recollection.
0: You have to go in properly. I have to ask. Uh Uh-huh. Now, I'm assuming you're about my age and I I was- I'm 29. Okay, I was was 30. Turning 30. I'm 30, but- I'll be
2: 30 in February, so so I was
0: nine when this movie came out. So it's not like you drove to the theater- 15 times you had to mm-hmm. ask your parents no I, yeah. or
2: whoever oh, you were on you know? last week he said that it was basically it was daycare Be- it, became, oh. <laughs> it became a babysitting exercise so there was a mall that yeah. was uh, basically attached to the theater so my mom would just drop us off and then she would go do shopping and then okay. pick us up that was like enough time for her to go get a couple of things at the mall and come get us and like she didn't have to deal with us at the theater or at the, at the mall. Like it, was, it worked out for everyone.
0: Your mom is very smart. Yep. That's a good yep. strategy. It was great. I'm sure this
1: happened to a lot of people, but The Phantom Menace, I'm actually glad that it exists because <laughs> like, I think that I grew a little mm-hmm. because of that movie. Like, Maybe, that, that I kind of grew up? I mean, it's like I can not Like reality hits you in a way? <laughs> the amount that I blindly anticipate things and start forming parts of my life around the existence of an upcoming thing that I like was just... Punched out of me aggressively <laughs> by staying up overnight outside of a movie theater mm. to watch the Phantom Menace, and then watching it. Yeah, I and then already having bought tickets to go see it another time that night. <laughs>
2: <laughs> did you go do it the second time? I did. You have to. What are you gonna do? <laughs>
1: uh, it's uh, uh.
2: But even the first time, you, you know, you walk out, you're like,
1: oh, that's Kaz. <laughs> you're you're that's still
2: kind of in the afterglow. Uh, like, yeah, oh, that like that night, I was playing. like, oh, no, yeah. this is
1: my life. And then like, now <laughs> now I don't like things anymore.
2: It's weird with that stuff. I, so, like, Spielberg has talked about the fact that with the exception of Jaws, which he, like, is off limits in terms of, like, he has full creative control over that stuff. He probably has creative but control there were over like a lot of this stuff. there yeah. were sequels. Yeah. Yeah. There were, but I mean like remaking Jaws. So, he, so what he talks about specifically is that, and I agree with him in this approach, that if you're going to go back and revisit these franchises, which is inevitable, like what would you rather have? Sort of a stealth reboot that's actually a sequel or actually remaking the original film? And I'd always rather have the stealth reboot yeah. through the sequel that maybe revisits some of the iconography and the moments, but isn't like, I don't ever want to go through like, who's going to play like Ian Malcolm oh, absolutely. in a new Jurassic Park. Yes. I'd rather have maybe a character that's kind of like a nod at that, like the quirky guy, but I don't ever want I totally don't agree with that. But oh. okay, I it's not that I don't agree. You just want it for the wrong reasons. You're I just don't... a monster. No, no, no.
1: I think that, I think you want that... Jeff
2: Goldman to be recast in a Jurassic Park film
0: <laughs> every time.
1: I think that there's room for both, but I think that I think that if you're going to do a straight up remake, you should have a reason for it and that is never the case. So given the reality sure. in which we live, sure keep it in the same continuity, make it thematically coherent, make it have some little echoes. I'd much rather, if they have to keep making Jurassic Park movies, though, that they just say, fuck it, put Jurassic Park on the box and someone do something interesting with it. Sure. Yeah. But that's not the IP yeah d- sequel-driven model that ever exists, you know, but, you know...
0: You know what's interesting in this discussion? I just wrote a thing about Bond movies and sort of like the newest Bond movie and Spectre and and sort of how – all right, well, Casino Royale is a pretty straight reboot, right? And then sort of – I'm going off on a very mild tangent, but I promise to bring it back. It's also based on
2: one of the original books, it though, right? It okay. is. It's very – One doing of the ones that wasn't very... ad- adapted. But it exactly. lands in
1: a weird space because Judy Dench is in it. Yeah, it sort of
2: – it, it kind of there's winks a at continuity. Bit, yeah,
0: there's yeah. a tiny bit of continuity, but mostly it's like this was a reboot with the new Bond. And they kind of do a soft reboot with every new actor playing Bond. Sure. Pretty much-ish. You know, mm-hmm. there's some differences in so on and so forth. Um, but with the newer, with the Daniel Craig Bond, they were going for this really interesting sort of, like, back to the basics, except for the sexism. Like, with the first two, with with Casino Royale and with Quantum of Solace, they are sort of, like, the least sexist of all Bond movies. But Bond himself is very, yeah, I know. But Bond himself <laughs> is very much the classic character, like, kind of disconnected and, and, and more brutal than suave. And then in Skyfall, they brought back in all the sexism. So I'm sort of, like, really interested to see where Spectre goes with... Bond. Hmm. Anyway, I just moved things from Jurassic Park to James Bond, and that's I don't right. know what that means. For,
2: I, you know, for this just, podcast IP sequel development. You know, it's that's what you come to Idle Thumbs for. It's <laughs> just uh, in-depth analysis. Of,
1: you probably get a lot more sequel and IP discussion on Idle Thumbs than you than you would might
2: it's actually. I listen every week. Kind of I listen yeah. every week. I listen to you guys. <laughs> I listen to one gaming podcast. I listen to you guys.
0: Whoa, that was actually I me. And you record I two. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, and I rec- yeah. So I don't I don't want to talk about games. Just listen, to other people talk <laughs> about games very briefly. But so you
1: you've been just podcasting for this whole week. So, but I you decided been. to cap it off. I did. With, I leave tomorrow morning at eight a.m. You decided to cap it Holy off with shit. the best video game podcast, exactly. Idle Phones.
2: the only one I listened to. I was like, I got to be on that before I get so out of here. So
1: should we talk about video games on this video game podcast?
2: Yeah, yeah, I mean that's what the people are here for, right? That's what so you guys are here. For, okay, least. all right, that's fine. <laughs> I
0: don't know. I don't know why I'm here. <laughs> All right. Patrick, have you been playing anything cool?
1: Yeah. Gosh, yeah. I'm sorry.
2: No, that's fine. No. (laughs) It's time for our weekly segment, what you've been playing. (laughs) I I mean, I've been playing a lot of stuff. You know, we, uh, like, literally as of, like, me, I rushed over here, like, from finishing the final shots on some of our Game of the Year stuff. We do a, uh, simultaneously, we record all of our deliberations and how we pick our nominees and our winners, and then we do a series of videos that are associated with that as well. Like, we just finished the video stuff today and then i came over here after that so i've not only been playing a bunch of games but then finished talking about all those games i was playing um so your thoughts
1: on some games that you've liked mm -hmm. which may or may not be a dead giveaway of what giant bombs games of the year are you're really like those thoughts are really cogent they're really they've been really sort of they've been in the tumbler for a few (laughs) days and they're really just yeah
2: they're honed calcified thoughts on games exactly uh and but it's it's barrel aged thoughts (laughs) it's it's been it's it's tough though like so one of the things that like is kind of like the most frustrating thing about like my job more generally is like having to play everything and and and, and specifically at giant bomb because of the way we do things like i end up playing games i don't want to play because i want to be able to tell that person why that game sucks And so it's like, I play
1: who you, who do you want to tell
2: whoever might advocate for that (laughs) game?
1: Oh, I see. In in terms of game, game of the year,
2: right? Because like, we're figuring out these lists together and it's like, if someone's going to really go to bat for a game. So it's like, well, I'm not really interested in that game, but I want to make sure I can tear you down for why you like that game. And so I'll end up putting time with stuff that I don't, I wouldn't necessarily put my own time into. Um, and so it's been a lot of like cramming that in, like you know, playing a lot of Captain Toad in the hotel, like trying to get as much of that done. You don't like Captain Toad? It's really good. Okay, Captain just- Toad's fantastic. I had I'd- the
0: same thought, and then I was like, no, but that can't be for the bad game.
2: No, yeah, ca- yeah, no, no, ca- uh, like there's no universe in which I would have finished Assassin's Creed Unity other than to just be able to talk about like why yeah. it's like really like a very Not bad. Game. That's why it's like yeah. a
1: definite goatee contender for you?
2: Yeah, it's <laughs> super bad. It's it's. I, I, I hear the
1: faces <sighs> are now on people though. I hear that. They over.
2: have yeah, they've gotten as far as putting uh, gluing the faces together.
0: Oh, that's good.
2: But I would have uh,
0: preferred the Beetlejuice face on everyone for that entire game. There's, just, oh, just, man, well, there's,
1: there's really amazing. great glitches in that game. It turns game. out there's only so many faces to go around in all the copies of Assassin's Creed Unity, so like an unfortunate like three percent of the player base they just have the refuse copies now that where it is just they all of their faces were taken to give to other people.
0: See, that that would be wonderful. It's like,
1: imagine the movie
2: Face-Off, but if there was only one face to go between the two of them.
0: <laughs> one of them gets three quarters of the face. Yeah.
2: But I've playing a lot of Captain Toad this week specifically. I finished... Well, okay, so let me back up. So I've been rushing to try and finish a bunch of these games, or at least be, like, cogent about them. Like, I played 20 hours of Dragon Age, so I could at least talk about it. It's yeah. like, I'm not going to be able to finish it, because that game's bare minimum 60, 70 oh, yeah. hours, something like that. Um, so... One of the games I've gotten really into lately is Bayonetta 2. Didn't play the first one. Mm. uh, Started playing the second one. You know, I got some issues with, you know, some of the portrayal in that game, but goddamn, it is a good fucking video game. Like, it just plays so goddamn well. And I'd gotten halfway through it, and I'm going to be on this five-and-a-half-hour flight from Chicago to San Francisco. I was like, you know, it'd be great. It's like, I could just play Bayonetta 2 on this flight. And... Some flights have power outlets, exactly, and it might be possible. The Wii U has its own wireless signal to the gamepad, so Is I wasn't even
1: allowed on a plane.
2: I don't know, but you did it anyway. So I wasn't going to <laughs> check my Wii U in because I wasn't going to send that through like the, the, the check process. Yeah, I was afraid that would get stolen. So like, I'm going to have to bring it with me regardless. So I put it in a separate bag.
1: Oh, it's a Wii U. Wait, you could just play it on the gamepad as a giant handheld, exactly. plugged uh-huh, uh-huh. in. Exactly. You see where I'm going? You see where I'm going?
2: And so, <laughs> so I bring it on the flight with me and I'm like getting like kind of I'm almost getting like nervous on the flight. I was like, are they going to be power outlets because I checked yes. the night before and it said no, but I was like, hey, they could still Sometimes, be. There. I don't, yeah, I, don't yeah. I don't know if that's true or not. And so, I get on the flight and like I I made sure and checked in like as soon as I could, the 24 hours before so that I could be in the highest group number possible because in my head, it's like if there are power outlets, I'm then going to have to set up my Wii U with, like, an extensive... Like, its power supply is not internal. Like, it has a big brick that has right. to be, like, yeah. wired around. So that around. to be and then process. hidden back into Yeah, Titanic, I was like, I, so I need...
1: I <laughs> Kind of discreetly press the power button on that and then bust out,
2: like, a lap board. Pretty much. And so I get there, and I board, like, pretty quickly, and I see the power outlets. And oh I'm, like, so God, I quickly, yes. like, take everything out. But, of course, like, I thought about putting the Wii U underneath the seat, but instead I just put it in... Like little pocket area, so the Wii U oh, is okay. in the pocket area, right. and then booted it up, and I played and beat a Bayonetta Two on that flight. Although halfway through, That's then the gamepad died, which then I I didn't think that part through. Oh, I didn't oh bring no. The charger. no, I did, but I then had to open up like the <laughs> overhead compartment, find my bag, take out a second thing I had to plug in, disturb the. Three-year-old next to me, so that I, I kind of nudge their foot out of the way, so I could remove like, one outlet. Sorry, to, three-year-old. Yeah, I gotta plug in my Nintendo. I got things to do, and but also, like I'm also like hiding the gamepad from that kid. Right, the entire because time you really don't want like, to
0: show bayonets. I'm doing really yeah.
2: good, so now her she's naked. Like, yeah. you, you don't understand. It's too you're too young. You don't get it. Um, and. So then I had to, like, wait an hour and a half for the gamepad to charge again because I couldn't plug both things in at once because I only had one outlet there. Oh, my God. And I wasn't going to ask the lady if I could use the second outlet. Like, there's two, uh, like, on each set of, like, three three seats, but I wasn't going to, you know, I just, I got this other thing I need to plug in. Did you just, like, put <laughs> right. this in underneath your legs? So waited for that, then started playing again, and I beat it too.
0: Still a great strategy, though. It was really,
2: really ridiculous. And then I beat it as, like, the plane is starting to descend. And there's, like, two sets of credits of Bayonetta 2. And one is, like, you kind of play through some of the scenarios. Again, you earn some extra halos that you can spend if you do, like, New Game Plus. And then the second set of credits, she just gets on a stripper pole and just goes for it uh, during the second set of credits. And I've, like, never, like, turned off, like, hid a device, like, faster (laughs) on my lap than, like, this giant screen in which a woman is then now just, like... Trapezing Stripania. around on a, like, on a strip pole. It's like, the at actually- it, but I can't show this to this three-year-old.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what are you doing over there? I'm playing a video game. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's what a video game is now. <laughs> but no, no, it's, it's a Nintendo game. It's not a Wii. It's a family yeah, right? console. Yeah, wink. You've seen the commercial for this with the lifestyle footage
2: of the whole family exactly. playing Bayonetta 2 together? Oh, yeah. Yeah, the mom's, you know, she's on her strip pole in the background. It's, very, it's good for it's exercise. It's a good workout, exactly, you know. Yeah. Got no- nothing against... The concept of doing that for personal enjoyment. It was more just, the game should have given me a heads up.
0: The context of, yeah, the three-year-old next year. I mean, it would have been worse if we were, like, a 45-year-old guy who was kind of, like, peeking over. Who was like, "Mm,
1: right. It gives you, the the, like, the knowing glance of, like,
2: I know what you're doing. He brings out the (laughs) headphone splitter, and Mm -hmm. then you know that it's bad time. Oh, no. Well, it was very funny. I got all sorts of, like, just (laughs) wide-eyed reactions as, like, halfway through the flight when people are lining up to go to the bathroom, and... You know, like enough young people on the flight, they would kind of look over and just, we'd make eye contact and just like, like, What's this? is that a, are, do you have a Wii U powered up on this flight? <laughs> I was like, yep. <laughs> we don't need to talk about the, it. Uh, the
1: uh, <laughs> controller's got it's on screen. It does. It
2: was super useful. It was actually, it was awesome. Like I would, I'm gonna have to take it on with me again uh, tomorrow morning and I will probably finish Captain Toad. on my flight back to Chicago. <laughs> really great. So, uh, you know. Maybe think about bringing your Wii U on a on a, on a flight a play. with you next not, time. A
0: <laughs> Such a good idea. You gotta
1: charge the controller up tonight.
2: You do, yeah. You do have to. I have to. Sure, I have to 20. do that when I get back. Yeah. But uh, Bandit Two is a really good game. I guess is the the short version of that absurd story. I really but like it. I
0: liked that story.
2: It's ridiculous. And the message. Did, you it's play, ridiculous. did you play?
0: Did you play Bandit Two? No, not yet. Okay, it's on my thing. I we do the same thing at mm-hmm. Gun. We have to kind of play everything that we didn't play during the year. Uh, I have a few things to catch up on. Dragon Age is one. South Park is one. I just got my code for uh, Sunset Overdrive. So sure. basically anything that rated really highly or anybody on staff recommended, we like, kind of have so to so play so it like, all. Hey,
2: this is a game. Like, we'll do that. We have, like, a list that yeah. goes around of, like, hey, I feel like this is a game that almost nobody played. Uh, people should at least take a look at it. Like, for me, one of those is, like, Divinity Original Sin. Like, sure. I really loved this game. At least take a look at it so when we talk about it, I i don't sound like a total crazy person
0: yeah totally Um, we do we do something similar i'm usually the sort of the totally weird person on staff who like my game of the year is going to be very different from everybody else's right and i'm trying to get everybody to play like little you know 20 or 30 minute tiny indie games made by one person that are super personal not that i think they're necessarily going to end up on our list or anything but just that i feel like it should be part of the conversation if you want to get a
1: sense
2: of the breadth of what's been going on this year check some of those out right
0: exactly Exactly. There's
2: always I always submit a bunch of that stuff so that it's on our list and then I immediately go we're gonna take this off the list but I want to sit here and tell you why this game is amazing so I can kind of give it its due so explain why it like meant a lot to me and then you know because lists are yeah. consensus building right oh, so it's, it, it ends up being sort of homogenized in a way that it reflects what everyone thought was pretty good but doesn't necessarily reflect like what your favorite game yeah. like, like like last year there was this uh there was a moment where. Like, we were trying to figure out, like, on our top 10, 7 through 10. And that's actually always the one that always becomes really difficult because it's where people's passion game that they really yep. want to see reflected uh, that isn't in the rest of the list. And for me, I suddenly realized that Papers, Please, which was my favorite game from last year, wasn't going to get in our top 10. And I was like, that's unacceptable to me. It has to, I don't care if it's 10. I just I need it to be he in the list. It needs on there, yeah. And everyone else kind of liked, the, you know, was interested in the game, but it just didn't feel super passionate about it. And so the this exchange came up in which... Super Mario 3D World, also a wonderful game. One of my favorite games from last year. Uh, it was proposed that Rogue Legacy and some other game got on, but Super Mario 3D World had to be cut in the process. But as a result of doing that, Papers, Please would make the top ten. And it was the trade was proposed to me, and I sat on it, and I thought about it. I was like, I feel really bad about this, but get fucked, Mario. Like, get off this list. you you know? And I got Papers, Please, on. And I was like, I felt bad about it. I really, I still, I, I feel bad about it to this day. But you do what you do. I think Mario do.
1: can take it. I think so, yeah. Yeah.
2: He's gotten his due. Yeah. He's gotten
1: his due. It's true. It's true. Mario's on a few number one lists. Perpetually. The one that he's not on, though, is number one Party Star.
0: That's oh.
1: true. <sighs> which I believe belongs to either Wario or Waluigi. I can't remember which yeah. Oh. Yeah, oh. one. Yeah. Yeah, that is... Those- but
0: one of those warus, w- one of those one. waru pichu, still not in existence. Still pissed about it.
2: No, one day.
0: One day we're gonna get waru pichu out there. No, it's gonna be beautiful. Woshi. Woshi.
2: Ugh. Ugh. I don't
0: waru- don't even like, I don't even like
2: I. that
1: sounds. Waru- it's Yoshi, but sort of like got like bulldog jowls. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Instead of going hop hop hop, he goes. Whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. It's, blah, much, blah, blah, it's much lower. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> like what is <He's> <laughs>
1: scandalized? He just kind of moves like at is. a slower pace. Uh,
0: uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's what happens. We make sound effects sometimes. Uh, really, really weird. That's, I'm sorry, everyone. Hey, Captain Toad has great sound effects. It does. Talking every, about every, cute sound effects
2: every time you start a level, and he goes,
0: "Let's go on an adventure." I
2: okay, know. it's just like, "Yay! I do want to go on an
1: adventure." I know. I don't want to. I don't want to keep coming back to Captain Toad without having played it having not played it because i still haven't played motherfucking captain toad
0: you do need to play it but yeah
1: i think i asked this to you but i'll ask That's it right. to patrick now as well mm-hmm. because i'm hoping that someone tells me this something <laughs> that will then make me just have to go get it yep what is actually different about it besides there just are more of the levels from 3d world uh, there isn't really. ah, son of a bitch okay whatever
2: I'm... It's, it's a bunch of those i mean like it's it's really cute i mean it's it's they're a, good but i played it's like 10 of them already yeah, it's just more of those. Okay. Um, I, I don't think there's anything revelatory about that game, but it's it puts a smile on your face. Like it looks uh, incredible. Like the art direction of Nintendo in the Wii U era is like incredibly impressive. Oh, yeah. like their, their lighting in particular is right, the stuff that I feels, always like, find. Really. Mario
1: Galaxy came out on the Wii, and then they went, oh, wait, we did it, we did it. Okay, we got one that looks really do that now, and yeah. then yes. all of their stuff just kind of looks like that, but mm-hmm. it's good.
2: Yeah. yeah, yeah, and and yeah, yeah. So Captain Toad is probably slightly overpriced uh and and doesn't do a whole lot from a sort of base mechanic but that's like i'm fine with that like i don't have any qualms with just 60 stages of captain toad um i I think one of the things that is interesting about nintendo's philosophy these days is that and captain toad extends this like if you just do from start to finish like if you just do the through line of like the level yeah you can finish that game pretty quickly but you're not going to get a whole lot out of it uh like i hate to say there's a the way to play the game. But if you don't go after the bonus objectives and the three hidden yeah. gems in each stage, you're going to miss what's really special about it because Absolutely. it's where the designers use perspective in ways that you're like, cause you're contained in these tiny little dioramas yeah. and you're, it's like, there's only like six spots I can walk around to and somehow I'm missing something. And when you do find it, it feels so yes. damn good and yes. you don't have to do it, but I would implore people. It's almost like, you play a Bioware game and, like, the main story almost always is pretty disappointing. Totally, but Like, the character yeah. quests and the side stuff is really fantastic. I think that's the equivalent in a lot of Nintendo's stuff. Like, I think 3D World, 3D Land are all the same way in which the side objectives, the extra diamonds or whatever, is actually where you see the designers, like, winking at you and being like, this is where we hit yeah. the really that's good stuff. That's kind of, for me, been the case since
1: Yoshi's Island on the Super Nintendo, which was yeah. the first one that... I didn't like it at the time. I was actually really mad at it, but it was the first one of like first sort of mainline Nintendo game that I played that called out all the secondary objectives as part of the windscreen. Where you beat a level, then it said, "Here's how many of the little jumpy happy star guys you got, and here's how many of the suns you got." Not all of them, and red, <laughs> and red. And red Way to go! Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess but, but, and then you finished the stage. Half of the yeah, smiley. I mean the, the implication is just like there's a shitload more stuff in here that you didn't do. And you probably should if you care. And then at a certain point, you stop caring. But you, you yeah, care yeah. for the first, like, some people care forever.
2: Well, I yes. 3D Land, I did everything in that game. Mm-hmm. I did, I got every single secret object, uh, sort of secret stuff, and then beat the game again with Luigi, uh, where you get to all the, the top of the poles, and then you unlock a extremely difficult stage oh, as God, a result yeah. of doing that. And that stage took me over two hours to finish. And it's, but it was so satisfying to finish and... Uh I wish they did more of that stuff but yeah. you know it's just kind of the way they make their games highly accessible but if you follow the most accessible route you're not going to see right. well, a lot of the stuff that they build 3D
1: land it. and 3D world the first like the main map is kind of for babies but yeah. everything that they compound on top of that is for people who who, who love love, the, love Mario. the Mario too much
2: Well yeah. you have to use the ac- you know you have to use the moves in inventive ways you yeah, have to manipulate the, the camera like yeah. you have to you have to do stuff that actually demand something out of you like if you just right. do the from the start to finish you're like well yeah that was pretty or whatever but it you know it's not gonna blow you away like they they just they demand much less from the player just to get from a to b it's like the side paths along the way that they kind of hide all that stuff
1: i think yeah. this episode is revealing danielle that with no sean chris or nick we could Probably Nintendo. talk about like Nintendo <laughs> all throughout, Nintendo and like late 80s to mid 90s movie franchises. Yep, yep.
0: I'm, I'm fine it's with dangerous. that, honestly. You know, I have to say, um, one thing I do find really interesting about Captain Toad is sort of, maybe this is just because I i quickly did a quick little interview with a couple of the designers, but the way they've I just sort of
2: very, very good article. Oh,
0: thank you, thank you. I just really like how they subverted platforming, like mm-hmm. they basically made a platformer with no jumping which is kind of amazing since they're Mario designers, you know, Um, and and there are sort of touches of that. It is like what you're saying. It is very accessible if you're just kind of going through the through line. But there are just moments where it's like, oh, yeah, if I drop down this exact way and then I kind of move the camera a certain way and then I do this, do that, you know, and do the other thing, it's kind of like, oh, this is like a reverse Mario. Like I'm dropping instead of jumping, but it's kind of cool and fascinating.
2: Yeah, it's it's really satisfying when you're looking for that sort of last diamond and then you – whip the camera around and you've moved you know like some of the stages where you tap to change some of the platforms and you realize like oh there was a whole room I couldn't yes. see because yeah. I didn't line the camera up a certain way and now I can walk over there it's just it makes you feel really smart Yeah, and like the, the yeah. game rewards your curiosity in a way that I, even though the mechanics don't get that complex I feel like the levels are actually like where it gets complex in Absolutely. a way and, and, and that's in line with where they hide the hidden objectives, like it's that stuff gets more complex. But what you do as Toad doesn't change a whole yeah. lot. But yeah. I, I don't, I don't mind that. No, that's yeah.
0: Nor do I. It's a good game, and you should play it, Jake. Okay,
2: <laughs> it's a great like like holiday game. Like oh, if yeah. like have any yeah. time off? Like and you're just gonna be like on the couch for a little while. Like it's a great gamepad game. Like it, the visuals look really nice. Like whereas like Bayonetta, like it's there's a lot of spectacle there. Like you want to watch that on a big screen if you can or the captain. Or an airplane. I did play half of an airplane. So, um, but you, sh- if you have the option, I didn't. I couldn't bring a sixty-inch TV on the, the Unfortunately. plane. Unfortunately, we're flight. not there yeah. yet. Yeah, next flight. They got two outlets. I
0: mean,
2: that's true. That's true. i like, use my check on. You know, uh, it's just the TV with some hooks to hang on. To. I, don't, I mean, I don't see. I don't see why you couldn't. You know, like it's if you wanted regulation. to bring a monitor, like yeah. I don't see a reason why you couldn't technically. So that's
1: like the guy who just brings like the your guy who whole brings like a PC desktop yes. to
2: Starbucks. <laughs> <laughs> just bring your just bring a plasma that you've got to plug into you're like do you got 220 on here <laughs> yeah i'm pretty i'm pretty close Like, you got an hdmi input into like the little tiny screen on the back of the oh, seat perfect <laughs> they have usb ones why not hdmi come on you know let's do it
0: yeah i mean i was on a plane last night i played a lot of pokemon though not any Oh, right, you just
2: got back into town
0: yeah you know, last like night in, boston. in fact. i was in boston in rhode island My homeland. showing her pizza that's correct i had carrie Allison for thanksgiving for the Riendo family thanksgiving awesome. the whole thing it was wonderful she told an amazing story uh that endeared her very much to my family <laughs> about uh, an uncle and another holiday who farted so hard it broke a chair great so this this made her like part of my family we find farts hilarious in my family anyway uh that was lovely and uh yeah i just got back into town so my accent right now i'm like full bore trying not to have an accent but if I wasn't doing like the normally since I've lived in California it's Mm -hmm. been like you know 80% of the time I have to be very cognizant of my accent right uh but right now it's taking 100% of my mental capacity to not just sound like I'm from Rhode Island you know like I'm just talking like this (laughs) all the time all the time
2: uh, with my wife uh she spent a lot of time growing up in like Minnesota and stuff like that so it doesn't bleed into her normal speaking, but if she's had a little bit to drink, sure. and then she says like "house," and I'll, and <laughs> and she'll she'll say it and not realize she's slipping into it, and I'll go, yep. "What'd you say?" She's like, "Yeah, like we're gonna go look at that house," and I'm like, "The what?" And then like the third time is when I get this punch in the arm.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Shut up. She's like, "No." Yeah. Now I understand. It's a it's a magical place, the East Coast. Yeah. It gets weirder every time I go home, home, whatever home is, you know, with your transplant. Uh, It gets weirder every time, every single time. I just notice different bizarre things whenever I'm there.
2: It's been weird. Uh, So, you know, I lived out here in San Francisco for a good long time. We were were here for three years, then in L.A. for a year and a half, and then back here for two years, like, you know, all told, in the West Coast for like, you know, seven or eight years. Oh, nice. And – then coming back to san francisco like knowing the city very well but no longer living here sure. it's incredibly strange to, like this, just some of the small stuff you pick up on that you sort of internalized or like ignored once you were here sure and then you just immediately like wow that's a weird part of the city that i just did <laughs> not pay attention to at all
0: yeah i know exactly what you mean yeah Every tiny little nuance of, like, oh, that used to be this, and now it's been through seven changes of whatever business it is. Right, and it's like, like just, oh, now there's this entire little culture of this in Providence. Interesting. Yeah,
2: walking on a block and all the new restaurants. Yeah. It's like, well, no one cares about that, but I find this interesting.
0: <laughs> totally. Places are bizarre. It's true. I also realized I had really bad insomnia while I was there, and I had all these... So our where I sleep in my house, in my parents' house, is now sort of the study, but it's also where a lot of, like old toys and books and things are just sort of collected over the years. Right. And I found my Where's Waldo books and my, like, holiday look-and-find books. And I sort of realized that a lot of my taste in games was actually sort of formed by me at five looking at Where's Waldo books and, like, these... Did you ever look at, like, look-and-find? They they were like Where's Waldo, but they had holiday themes, things like that. Were those
2: in, like, the... Not Hallmark, but like they were like the mag. What was that magazine? You know what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, you could buy
0: them that way. I think that's how we got some of them. Otherwise, oh, it was like
2: man, it's it's going to
0: come in like minutes. Oh, okay, but
1: I don't know what. Yeah. I thought you were actually talking about like the Scholastic Book Magazine. Yeah. Okay. Oh, totally. Yeah, I am. That's totally. what I am talking okay. about. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That's a, that's
0: the standard one. You can okay, get a lot I don't of
2: those. know. I just I, yeah. Okay.
0: We had a lot of those. And I and I just sort of like was putting two and two together of like I really love exploration and I really love looking at tiny details mm-hmm. and I made up little stories about all these little bizarre people in the little visual puns and things like that. Yeah, I've
2: I've been meaning to scan it's kind these of in. I found I found <laughs> these things when I went back home one time because like, I moved to San Francisco and just like boxed up a ton of stuff. And oh just nice, yeah. Put it in like a garage and was like I don't know, mom, I'll just look at that at some point. And then at some point I started looking at it and in one of the boxes I found. Uh, a bunch of uh like old novels would be the wrong word. But uh so in, in elementary school you could they had like this thing called a publishing lab. So okay. you could write little short stories and they would like string them together as a book and then like you would have something that was like resembled an actual like it's book really that cool. you could that you could give out to like your friends and family. So you'd you would basically have like a a sticker that you like drew like the little scene on and then write like one or two sentences below it. And I like wrote elaborate books about the characters from Mega Man Two. <sighs> That's um, in the the this, the one that questioned, like I was like maybe I was having a I, I remember having a very happy child, lots of friends, and then I wrote like this really depressing story called like the the shark who was always alone. Oh no! And he had no friends. Poor His friends shark. never wanted to hang out with him. And he finds friends at the end, so it all works out for That's him. That's Good. But I was just like, what? what part of my childhood did I block out? Like, I always had friends, but maybe I didn't. Maybe there was, like,
0: a... I there was a know. rough month in there somewhere or something. I, yeah. I
2: guess so. So I need to scan those at some point, because I found them all, like, the full-colored versions. Oh, like, beautiful. Because like you did, like, one colored version, and then there was a bunch of black and white ones, so you could, like, give that to your, like, family and stuff like that. But I, I found the full-colored ones of, like, my drawings of Airman uh in, like, fourth grade and things so like great. that, so... Yeah, these There's things like Mario are so It's
0: it's really kind of amazing. I don't know. I'm really and also, know
2: Mega Man that. Two is my my favorite game of all time. So it's like I knew that early. I figured yeah, that see, out it's early really on. Nice to know
0: you were really smart as a little exactly. kid. Exactly. You're like I perfect. I, you could have just taken me, plucked me from eight years old, and put me in my <laughs> life now, and everything would be fine.
1: <laughs> I guess that's good.
0: <laughs> I guess that's good.
2: <laughs> oh, I haven't evolved at all in 25 years. <laughs> yeah, so that's exactly, great. Exactly
0: right. <laughs> Well, at least, at least, I feel like my tastes were like not horrible and shitty. And yeah, like. like I was like, oh no, these are t- clever little things. Exactly. I'm not embarrassed by this. It's, I guess that's why I'm talking about it on the podcast, right? But like,
2: exactly, yeah,
0: like these are these are perfectly nice things to be interested in. So mm-hmm. it's not like I was like, oh, I'm gonna just kill some animals or something. Like, <sighs> anyway,
1: yeah, looking at looking <laughs> at the margins of my notes, circa f- f- fifth sixth grade in there it's just it is super mario brothers and (sighs) monkey island sure
0: beautiful things
1: tooth that constant has (laughs) 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 pretty, pretty
0: (laughs) Pretty, pretty good stuff
1: yeah no everything's bad
0: it's all right no I think that's uh, that's quite lovely. But, oh, yeah, so Pokemon. I, I've put 66 hours into the latest Pokemon, which is my first Pokemon game ever. So these are the most recent
2: life. ones, not like XY that came one. out. Yeah. Earlier this year? No, last year. Yeah, no, it was last, last year, year was X
0: and Y, now that I'm, like, learning the lore, because I'm completely obsessed. Like, playing until 5 or 6 in the morning really? when I can't sleep kind of thing. Like, like just
2: the, the grind part stuff. of it? Is that, like, that you're...
0: I want to catch every single one. Okay. I really, truly have this compulsion to catch every single possible Pokemon in this game.
2: So you're, you're having like the feeling that a lot of us had with like red blue. In... I think so.
0: <laughs> you're a I'm going back. Have had with
1: Pokemon games because you I, you so you feel like you like all of them should be caught by you.
0: Yes, I want every single one. I uh,
1: yeah, I think that everyone
2: did that at least. Everybody got
0: in point. Well, I don't, I don't, know,
2: I don't know about that though because I think like everyone does that with like their first Pokemon game. Yeah. They want to collect all of them, and then once you've played like your second, third, or fourth, you're like eh. Like, I really only really want these Pokemon. Like, I know what my team is. Like, yeah. I'll experiment with some of the new ones that are, like, exclusive to that game. But it's like, you you kind of know what you want going forward. And also, it's just a, it's a huge time investment oh, to, yes. to get all that stuff. Yeah, it's
0: it's pretty terrible because I, I have, like, sure. new games to play like, that I need right. to like, play. I to don't, work, and it's I don't need
2: like, to play more Pokemon. <laughs> exactly. I've put in 60 hours. Yeah. I've put in the time. I know what this game is.
0: Exactly. Well, I've also heard that, you know, the first hit is the strongest. So I'm just it, trying to ride it out until I'm I'm fully sated on my my pokemon
2: <laughs> i think pokemon is like that i think it's yeah. one of those series in which you know it, it, it coasts so much on nostalgia it's 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 part of the reason it doesn't change very much sure. like, of all the nintendo franchises it feels like it changes possibly the least or, or and also encounters the most remakes and re-releases that's uh, certainly true. that are pushed out as like you know, like they'll re-release Mario One, but it's not like, hey, the new Mario game this year is Mario One. You right. know, with like new graphics, like
0: with, with that's happened a couple times. It has,
2: but it seems like Pokemon <laughs> is probably the worst offender in, in terms of like the Nintendo franchise in that. Yeah, really no, it, yeah, I'd
0: be willing to believe that.
2: But it is, it is a game that the first time, it's man, magic oh, you don't have, you don't even time. have to trade Pokemon with a Link cable. I had to, I
0: know it's so easy. God, it was
2: a bunch of bullshit when I had to do that back in middle school. Oh yeah. Yeah. And I had to go to Toys R Us to get the Mewtwo because that's the only way you could go get it. You just stood in line as a Toys R Us employee, connected connected his Game Boy with a link cable that almost never worked because those things always failed.
0: Oh God, uh, I'm so spoiled as a you know. Well, obviously, I'd be more spoiled if I was ten right now. But still, yeah, still, I'm still spoiled.
2: Yeah, so. Pokemon when I was young was quite an amazing thing. Like because. <sighs> They got banned eventually from our school. Like, it was kind of that with, like, Pogs and other <laughs> things. Like, they eventually, found, like, classified it as, like, a form of gambling that they didn't oh approve of. Oh, my God. Uh, and also, it was just, like, it was causing fights. Oh, you sure. know, um, amongst the kids. It was just like, okay, no more. You can bring your Game Boy, but if we find it. So then it was just you had to hide it in your confiscated bag.
0: Confiscated material.
2: Was it wasn't Pogs. Pogs? Pogs just got straight confiscated. Like, that, like, Pokemon was disruptive, but Pogs were considered gambling and they just outright banned them. And if you found them, they were taken away from you. I'm
0: glad pogs only lasted like one school year and not even quite that, at least where I lived. It It was only really really
2: like fifth
0: grade, I think ish for us. And then it was like,
2: I think it was, I think it was fifth grade for for me too. Yeah. Somewhere Mm. around
0: there. Yep. (laughs) So, um, I want to talk about a couple of tiny games I've played, if that's cool. So that's cool to, with the class. Uh, I played a game that I, I felt was highly appropriate for Idle Thumbs it's called Valhalla, V-A-1-1-H-A-1-1-A. No. I feel like I might have
2: played this, This is too. a
0: cyberpunk bartending game.
2: Okay. Oh, I've cyberpunk seen, the, tra- I've seen the trailer for it. It looks incredible.
0: It's really interesting. So I only have a, a you know an early access version of it, yeah. and I believe they've made some tweaks since then. Uh, but I played it recently because it was kind of something I've been meaning to play. It's right up my alley. Anything that's cyberpunk is like me. Yeah, like, I sure. want to play it immediately. Uh, and you play as a bartender. You're mixing drinks the whole time. It's a pretty simple, you know, sort of sim interface. You know, one of these, one of those, mix it up for a certain amount of time, that sort of thing. But you're talking to the, you know, the patrons of this bar, of the Valhalla. And you're in this sort of, you know, neon-infused 80s-looking cyberpunk dystopian world. Um, and the first couple of missions are really interesting and strange, where you are serving entirely talking dogs, and they are all like of one species of dog. And this is where things get really weird and interesting. Sure. Um, not even the talking dog part, but the fact that these talking dogs are really dogs. Sorry, I don't know what that accent was. These talking dogs are really racist towards other dogs. They feel very superior in their species over other uh, species of dogs. Other species of talking dogs, or just of, towards non-talking dogs. I well, Ooh, it's, it's very—it's actually weirdly specific because it's like specific species of other talking dogs.
1: Okay, so they're just. They're just racist.
0: Yeah, basically, <laughs> yes, basically, they're just racist. And so I was, you could
1: replace their sprite art with humans,
0: exactly. and it would just
1: be a bar full of racists. That's exactly racists.
0: what I like was kind of trying to understand with this game, um, because there's some sexism in there as well. There's sort of like racism and sexism built into these talking dogs, and then there's someone who's meant to be a sex worker who comes in. She's human, and she comes in and she starts talking to people and, and other things. And I and I was sort of like, hmm. This is interesting. I'm not entirely sure if the creator and I'm blanking on the name. I'll look it up while you know somebody else talks or something. Uh, but I'm not entirely sure if the creator is trying to comment on something here or if they're kind of like, wouldn't it be interesting if I threw all this stuff into this futuristic cyberpunk bartending game? Uh, so I'm still a little unclear on that <laughs> on that part, and that will you know obviously have a lot to do with my final opinion of this game. Whether this is an intentional element of this or not but um playing it feels interesting and and weird in the ways i want it to feel interesting and weird like i really like being in this bizarre world is it a situation
1: is it is it like a papers please type thing where you're
0: Talk- it's first person, yeah. Oh,
2: what? Okay, what? <laughs> okay, oh, yeah, that's that's an important <laughs> distinction. <laughs> sorry. Yeah, sorry. So I should
0: mention this. So you... It's first person, and they're coming into, like, a little window on the top left. But it, it's, also, it's also,
2: like, pixels and stuff it's like pixel that. It's not, It's not like yeah. a full... Th- okay. Yeah, yeah.
0: It's pixel art. It's, you know... Um, kind like, of so,
2: like Fantasy Star was one of the things maybe yeah, looked a little bit like. Of, like, Genesis era, like, kind of 2D art well, like, a little bit. Like I mean, like modeled after genesis like but it, aesthetic but not okay you know, but so the holden to so the it's, it's hardware.
0: first person
1: though like the way papers please is first person yes okay where
0: people are interacting with you directly in a little window it's almost like yeah. star control too i know that's a really weird reference but it's the same sure. way like in the top left of the screen is whoever you're interacting okay. with and the rest is sort of your controls for actually bartending you know like where you mix your drinks and things right like sure that. okay um I'm gonna keep playing it. I, I, but I really do kind of want to know, and I might have to just speak with the creator of this game about like, so we're, what we're, the hell's up with the racist dogs? Come in? Yeah. yeah, those racist dogs, huh? Like, what's up with that? Uh, really, really interested in hearing the response on that. And it could very well just be like a commentary, like in the future, weird forms of racism will pop up from cooking dogs. But they're the
1: same. But
0: it's the same thing. Yeah. Wink. We'll see. We'll Get see. It.
1: Dog racism is different because it's real for dogs.
0: Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, the, the hot topics in 2014. Unlike
1: our human racism, which mm. ended years ago.
0: Oh, yeah.
2: Oh, yeah. Or, yeah. Yeah. Post-racism. Post-racial. Society. Yeah. Exactly. You know. Post-racism, pre-dog
0: racism. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently. Well, you have
2: to have, you know, the, the peaceful transition between the two periods. Right. You know. Yeah. That's what, that's what this is? Yeah.
0: <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, didn't, I
2: wasn't sure we're if what, we, what
1: we were living in, but we're living in a peaceful <laughs> transition <laughs>
2: <laughs> of, of we're preparing for the dog part, our current so dystopia yeah, yeah, yeah. when the dog I know it doesn't starts, feel that way but <laughs> when we look back on it we're like oh
1: relatively speaking,
2: I miss those days when everything was
1: just a disaster yeah. before the dogs started talking and were revealed to be giant racist fucks alcoholic think
2: shits it. think about it
0: <laughs> they kind of are in this game it's weird
2: so I, yeah there's like a public demo of that yeah right? yeah so I, I should play that but I, I remember watching the trailer and just be like yep that looks cool that's that seems ridiculous yep uh in a a really good way
0: yeah it's it's pretty fun but yeah we'll see we'll Mm. see how how intentional some of the weird stuff in it is um i also played crossy road but i know you guys talked about that
1: man we talked extensively we we talked about uh, some crossy
2: road yeah what's what's your high score
1: low i've not played much crossy
2: what's the highest score i probably chris right yeah Mm. what is his I
1: don't remember. He just
2: said... And w- in what insane, hundreds? Insane, I'm
1: sure. He didn't list it. He said... What did he say?
2: Over 300? I don't remember. Dude. Mm, okay. Chris okay. is
1: not here to speak to his Crossy All Road right. score. I
2: don't know. You were here for this conversation.
1: I'd be willing to that. I think that Chris okay. said that he had done very well, and then like he had easily trounced everyone, everyone in the room, but then he was like... But I mean, it's nothing compared to like my friends list. Okay. So but but like and then we all sort of I don't know
2: for fr- i I'm probably friends with them on games. We Center. we just
1: sort of assumed that it was like probably people like Bennett Foddy who just seems yeah. to be obsessed with this sort of game and also really good at them because yeah. he makes co-op and stuff. But I don't really know. Okay. Um I do think that we should stop for a minute. <gasps> I think we should take a break. That's a great right, idea. And then we should come back. Okay. But in between that we should um we should read some messages from people. Oh that's a great
2: idea. <sighs> I'm in
1: we have to. <laughs> Video games.
2: Patrick. Hey. Do you like audiobooks? Man, I like listening to just everything.
1: You like, like if you've got a book, but you'd, you'd prefer, mm-hmm. like a book that you've heard about that sounds very interesting and you'd
2: prefer to listen to it than to read it. I run a lot and you got to fill that time with something you and would, I've listened to Taylor Swift enough. I need something else.
1: You need something else, <laughs> right. You would probably enjoy Audible. <gasps> Audible sponsored this episode of Idle Thumbs. They're a audiobook store. They're an online store that sells audiobooks. They sell over 150,000 books to choose from. It's not a subscription service. It's not a streaming service. You actually purchase them the mm. way that you'd buy a book from Amazon, but you get an audiobook that you can listen to on a ton of different devices. If you go to audiblepodcast.com and use the promo code THUMBS, you get a free 30-day trial and you also get one book as part of this that you can just keep even after your trial is over. Awesome. Um, I like free stuff. Okay, this is a weird thing that I did not know about. If you have a Kindle and you have an Audible, a book that you got from Audible, you can do a thing that they call immersion reading, where it shows oh. the text version of the book and it syncs up word for word with the audio version, so you can just have it be read to you, which is hilarious. I, like amazing. you're holding the
2: Kindle and it's it's reading it to you.
1: Yes, apparently that's how that goes. It, you les- you listen and read at the same time, and it highlights the text as the narrator wow. reads it. It's very strange, but it I, can, kind of I can I cool. can see the appeal yeah. of that. Um, But Audible has just a billion bajillion books. Uh, Basically, every audiobook that I've ever bought, I think, is off of Audible. And at this point, I've bought a lot of them because i listen to a ton of stuff
2: all the time. (laughs) You're in too deep.
1: Yeah. Audiblepodcast.com slash thumbs. Free 30-day trial. Get a book. They're good. We'd also like to thank Sherry's Berries for sponsoring us this week. People who listened around Mother's Day know that Sherry's Berries is a website that sells these just delicious, gigantic, chocolate-dipped strawberries that they will mm. ship to anyone that you would like. I mean, obviously, around Mother's Day or around the holidays, they're great gifts to get for family members, coworkers, friends. You like, It's a completely hassle-free way to send someone something pretty delicious that they're guaranteed to like um, because who doesn't like a gigantic piece of fruit covered in chocolate with nuts and other things good. like yeah. well, that on it? i going to be honest. Um, like light chocolate, right dark chocolate. They sent us a bunch of them. And they were gone immediately. <laughs> like they, they shipped them in, you know, they ship them in the yeah. refrigerated box so it's like they show up cold. Oh wait, really? Yeah. Perfect.
2: Oh man. Oh it's That's good.
1: actually that's really neat. Yeah. Um if you let's see, it's um Where do I go? You go to berries.com and there's a little microphone on the top corner of the website, And classic podcast movie. Click on that, type in thumbs and you get an order of berries for nineteen ninety nine, which is forty percent off their usual thing, uh or you can double the amount of berries for just ten
2: dollars more. Awesome. It's mm, strawberries are so good. They're also they're just best fruit. They're just large. They're it's it's <laughs> <laughs> More than the average strawberry. (laughs) And the other thing that we talked about at Mother's Day
1: was you can get them for a family member, you can get them for a coworker. It's a great gift opportunity. Also, you can just send them to your own
2: house. I'm thinking about that. Like, am am I going to use this promo code on someone else, or could I use this promo code on me? They
0: yeah. could be waiting for you when you get home. I
2: got to make sure they're good. Yeah. I got to make sure that like these are delicious enough for my family. Test
0: the product.
2: So what am I going to do? Get, waste that promo code on them? No, I'm going to waste that promo code on them. On movies. your own mouth.
1: Yeah. Yeah, do that. Berries.com. Click that microphone. Type thumbs. Get 40% off a tasty food. Mm. Video games.
2: What do you guys want? You want to talk about video games? You could probably like talk about some, like we could like kind of reiterate what some of the games you're thinking about for like Game of the Year oh, stuff yeah. you're revisiting. Got
0: like, a lot of that stuff.
2: We could do that. I, I got a lot of games That'd be fine. because you guys have not been living in Games of the Year discussion enough. It's fine. It's <laughs> whatever. I'm just like pulling like the exact same statements I've said from other places and just putting them out of my <laughs> mouth again. So we're fine.
0: We could talk about.
2: But you're all, this is a good version though. Oh, yeah, no, this is the refined version of arguments I've already given. Yeah, that's how this this works. Podcasting is used on the first podcast, you just. Poop it out, and then the second podcast, like, it's you, like a you, really, poop. you
0: give it it's like You You birth poop. instead of pooping. Exactly, almost. it's like exactly. a little bit more of a, it's a refined.
2: You've thought about it, yeah. and been like, I could have said that. I don't better.
0: know how that. I don't
1: you're know about the thing. Yeah, but the first time, a, the test was a poop. <laughs> the
2: test was a poop. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> the first it just kind of comes out, and you're like, oh, that was a bad that one. That was just so like a, I don't know poop opinion. I mean, I feel like maybe you could have like a
0: polished, and then you have a baby a
1: polished
2: turd reference, but like a poop and then a baby. Well, maybe it's like you poop and then the second. Time is like when you poop again, and like you don't have to wipe. Like, a no did wiper, it, ding, a no, no you, wiper, ding. You go to wipe, and like, boom, nothing there. Okay, it's clean, it's like a clean, clean poop.
0: poop. <sighs> we could just talk about poop.
1: Okay, actually, I'll just we'll you guys, <laughs> you guys are, are you're deep, deep down in the goatee. Yep,
0: down the goatee,
1: you're like goate neck, hole. neck deep in goatee's the goatee's hole goatee. to the
0: beppo's hole.
1: Um, <laughs> what I was going to ask you guys as people who've been just been playing a lot of games and who are people who are journalists mm-hmm. and who are now deep down in the goatee hole 2014 as a year for video games relative to your experience the last few years what do you what do you what do you feel like cuz i know there are years that you're that you're inside of and you get to the end of and you and you just sort of go holy hell that was a really just like
0: it was e- a ride. E- either yeah. just like
1: a ton of amazing games came out that year or there's a surprising continuity and theme in the stuff that you like or you're just like, ugh, ugh. you know, sometimes there's just, yeah. you get through a whole year and just go, oh, woof. Um,
2: and I've, I kind of felt like that I've, this uh, year. That this is a woof? A little bit, yeah. yeah.
0: I feel like this year was weird. More than a total woof, it was more weird in that there were just really high highs and really low lows. More it, it, than anything, Yeah, you know?
2: and, I, and I felt, it, you know this doesn't spoil anything about the stuff we're doing but like it felt like the the highs were like highly selective as well like it sure. like it, it categorized there were there were far fewer consensus sort of like this is amazing and everyone thinks it's amazing right, it's sort
1: of like a universal yeah. talking point game yeah
2: yeah like you know there's a game like you know like Mortar that like kind of game like everyone sort of like that game was pretty good you know but like in terms of like the passion games like it felt like it divided people in ways that we have seen less of in previous years i would like, definitely
0: agree and i like the first thing coming to my mind for that is like my absolute at least in AAA space game of the year by like 10 miles is a game we gave a 6.5 on polygon it's alien isolation and i think it's like see, the have, best
2: i have found thing. my people i have found my people
0: <laughs> yeah exactly like i thought that game was was Transcendent, and it had crap in it. Absolutely, it but is it,
2: a like, flawed, it's a deeply a flawed AAA a game, that game that is also incredibly bold and ambitious. Yes, exactly. And the idea that you know it's a uh, first-person AAA. Someone said, "Look at Amnesia: The Dark Descent. What if we made that for like tens of millions of dollars?" Yes. And you know, it's ten hours too long. Oh, uh, yeah. It has the a bunch of other problems with problem. it, but yeah. I admire so much of what it tried to do. And that that was yeah. uh, far and away my you know sometimes there are games that you objective is a weird word but like games are like that game was best game but then there's kind of like favorite game oh you yeah, know like yeah. game game you can like there are games you can have kind of nitpick apart and be like oh yeah okay it didn't do this well it didn't do this well but then there are games you're like i don't give a shit what it didn't do well <laughs> like in alien isolation is one of those games for me this year was just like god there are so many problems and when i sit in a room like listening to people that didn't really like it i'm like i can't tell you you're wrong. Right, but right. But I really loved the shit out of that game. Yes.
0: It was interesting, which no, not no, but very few AAA games are allowed to be interesting. Yeah. And I don't, I will take a flawed, interesting, weird experience that obviously a lot of love and care and passion went into any day over the most polished, you know, beautifully executed, but in terms of content, boring experience. Like, any day... Any day of the week.
2: Yeah, so. and again, as someone that you are on the right side of history in Alien so. versus Aliens, uh, so. as the debate uh, goes, <laughs> uh, which I also think is like a disingenuous argument, but I really enjoy having it. It's it, really it makes fun. people so angry when you have yes! it. Yeah. Yeah. They're totally different movies; there, <laughs> you can't actually compare them. It's kind of true. They both say Alien
1: in their name. They do. And they That's both true. have an alien in them. You're right. You're right about. I don't that. know. I think that Alien versus Aliens is. I mean, you're right. It's a bullshit argument. It's a
2: horror movie and an action movie. Like, <laughs> yeah. it's like it's, it's it a, mostly says like what you. I think mostly when you choose between the two, it, it says more about you in terms of, like what you value wait, in, sure. in yeah. cinema and what you prefer as opposed to like one is better than the other. I mean, Alien right, is like, the better. Some movie, people but, like really yeah. good movies and have a strong taste, <laughs> and some people are heathens and who are
1: wrong. <laughs> it actually. You're saying you're saying
2: this in the context of Alien being the right.
1: Alien is great. Yes. I, okay. But at the same time, you're right. It is an argument that means nothing. It makes people enraged. Despite having a clearly correct side, much like oh. GIF, GIF versus GIF. Oh, you... T- okay. We're done talking <laughs> about that. I'm just... I'm not... Yeah, I'm sure, saying, no, yeah, sure, no, no. sure. Like, no. I'm, not, I'm not saying that we have to actually talk about GIF versus GIF. I'm just saying... I don't um, want to talk about it. It's one. I, wanna, I don't want to talk it's, with that's those... That's a hard one, one on this podcast. Okay first, correct. One is a misinterpreted, bastardized version of it that is so far divorced from the original that it's considered you know its own when you thing.
2: create art, you can't tell the world what to do with that art, and sometimes the world takes that in a direction that you just sort of have to accept and embrace and yeah, realize sometimes
1: like it, sometimes it barfs out alien sequels <laughs> that, that are all trash
2: <laughs> like that's what you get. All right, now we're, we're mixing our analogies in a way yeah. that I'm it's a beautiful that is thing. The,
0: the quality of of aliens and it's and I would argue. Parts of its of its other sequels is, is above and beyond the GIF versus GIF argument, I feel. I feel it is.
1: I like that we're now talking about which argument is better. <laughs> alien. <laughs> alien. I'm
0: arguing that this <laughs> argument has more merit. Yeah. Yeah, no, I I understand. The, yeah, uh, alien. You, okay. Alien.
1: There's nothing to understand. What are we talking about?
2: Uh, game of the Year. There's also like so the, some of the weird stuff that's interesting about Game of the Year is, and, you know, it, when you look at like the way movies release like their Oscar bait and stuff like that towards Uh, the end of the year. We're like, the stuff that is very specifically meant to attract, like, an award-style crowd. Oh,
1: no, that's terrible to think about in the context of games, because... Well, I, don't I, games it, do, I don't think games okay, do that. Okay, I was going to say, because the analogy for games is just all of the, like, just the tripe comes out. I, I just mean... <laughs> like I just it's mean, so Like, it's all the AAA, like, scoop-it-up-for-Christmas stuff comes out in games during award season.
2: I think games more spread that out. A lot of the stuff comes yeah. earlier in the year, but the re- what I was saying more that is that the reason movies do that is because then you remember the stuff that made a big yeah. impact at the end of the year to why they call it Oscar bait at the end of the year. Whereas a lot of the stuff that I played this year and other years that are my favorite things came out like in March, Mm -hmm. but then it, the emotional impact that you have to, when you're thinking about what it meant for you or when you're arguing to, you know, a site that you work for, like remembering that impact like eight months later is really tough because it's also, you don't feel that the second time you go back to it. And I, I find that the more, the really interesting part about when you're preparing for these sort of arguments or your own personal list is looking at, I keep a, a, I have a a notepad that's like, here are all the games that I played substantially and or beat this year Mm -hmm. so that I can keep track of sort of like what my beats were. I'm sure for the January,
1: February, March stuff, you look back and just go, oh my god, that was this year.
2: Right. Oh yeah. Right, I mean the classic example for that like years ago is like, you know, like RE4 you know, came out in January and yet like, you know, it's one of the, the greatest games probably ever made and yet it was a game that came out in January. Uh, and in a what? year
0: that wasn't uh, as stellar in terms of everything else that came out, too.
2: Well, that helped it. But <laughs> yeah. like often it's like, you know, the game comes out in January. It was great. And it's like, yeah, I guess they that game in yeah, January was, good, was pretty, right? yeah. pretty good. Um, I, I find that part to be super interesting about Game of the Year stuff is just sort of thinking about your year, finding the themes that were common about the yeah. stuff you enjoy, like why you enjoy this stuff. Like I often found this year was... I didn't find a lot of AAA stuff that I found super interesting, and so I found myself digging a little bit deeper than I mm-hmm. normally would to to find stranger stuff and more obscure stuff that like spoke to me. Mostly because I was like, I can't be this bad, right? <laughs> like, there has to be something out there that I that yeah. I really really enjoy. Uh, and having to to dig a little bit more for that stuff throughout the year, just because there wasn't there wasn't as much.
0: Yeah, I found myself doing quite a bit of that. Well, also. It- this is coming in line with, like, my tastes have evolved ever so slightly. You know, over the last few years, I've gotten into more and more, like, personal games. I still mm-hmm. love AAA games. Like, I'll play everything and enjoy everything. Um, but I, you know, there's a game called Curtain that came out this year that was just amazing and incredible, and I'm gunning for it to be somewhere You know, <laughs> mentioned on our list. You know, somehow, somewhere, uh, even though I think I might be the only person who played it. And it was, it was a very personal game about an abusive relationship, mm-hmm. and it was, like, one of those things that, you know, wouldn't have been a game 10 years right. ago. Um, and now I'm kind of like, well, this is incredible. And this is why I get excited about doing this job because these tiny little gems are, are still there. And they're still sort of studying the year, even though a lot of the big stuff that had a big marketing budget was, you know, fine. Um, or with the case of, like, maybe Unity, not necessarily fine. But right. um, I feel like Far Cry 4 is the most perfect example of this year in terms of, like, a game you kind of knew what it was going to be going into it had a marketing push and it had some like controversy behind it, which is like now every other triple A game has some sort of c- controversy right. associated with it. And it ended up being super fun and totally what everybody expected and not entirely it was Far Cry notable 3 beyond that. Again, yeah, right? exactly. Like, and
2: which is, you know, it's if you enjoyed Far Cry Three, which, you know, I enjoyed the that- that that game like a a fair amount i I had my problems with it and especially with the story stuff but you know playing it was an enjoyable experience and four is more of that
0: exactly Um, Like that's 2014 in a nutshell is like the treatment of of that that game basically yeah more of a lot of the same with controversy attached
2: yeah (laughs) yeah it was it has been a supremely odd year in just a lot of ways you know you know you have games like Mario Kart 8 and Super Smash yes. Brothers. Oh you know, God, yes. I, I have a, a, a lot of respect for slow, deliberate iteration. You know, I think that's often overlooked. Um, I, I think Nintendo does that probably better than anyone in that a lot of their sequels, when you... Like, oh, yeah, that's the same thing as last time. It's like, well, it isn't. And they're very careful about the stuff that they yeah. sort of change or, or polish um and then the Wii U stuff you know is very obvious because it's went HD right so that's like a very Absolutely. sort of thing up front and and I've enjoyed a lot of that stuff uh, this year as well but yeah, it's been a it's not a year that at the end I was like fuck yeah video games like <laughs> right, there are a couple right. of games where I go fuck yeah video games yeah. but I don't know I feel like last year like Proteus papers please like there were just so yeah <laughs> there were just so many things that I was just like
0: blown fuck yeah away. video games
2: yeah. and uh, I but that's just the nature of it right like there maybe next year will be different Uh, you know maybe it'll be two years from now but like the industry ebbs and flows in weird ways and then when you have to hand out awards and stuff like that it it feels kind of crass in a way that sometimes like yeah it's like when the the years that don't you don't feel that passion for it but you still got to hand out like awards (laughs) well i guess
0: you beat out everybody else here you go (laughs) yeah sometimes
2: you're just like maybe just like take a pass you know, and maybe <laughs> yeah. maybe we don't have to do that. I mean, unfortunately, like, with Giant Bomb stuff, like, we switch our awards every year. Like, we drop categories. Yeah, and, like, yeah. You know, it's, like, best trend. It's, like, I don't know. Like, video games did a lot of stupid stuff this year. I don't, we couldn't <laughs> come up with enough good trends. And yeah. there was a dark cloud that hung over a lot of the year and continues to, dart, you know, it was, like, I don't know if the, the industry deserves best trends <laughs> this year. You've actually kind of screwed it up.
0: Yeah. yeah.
2: The, the The most notable
1: trends this year are definitely not,
0: not good not things. Not best. Well, right, exactly.
2: Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Terrible, um, horrible
0: thing. Although, I, you know, from a slight Pollyanna point of view, I think the representation of women in games took a tiny toe, not even a baby step, but like a toe forward in terms of... Uh, sort of, like, major characters that weren't horrible and shitty, and they were women this year.
2: I would definitely say that... But uh, that's not even
0: enough of a trend to be a trend.
2: Well, I I would say that the the representation maybe hasn't changed a whole lot, but that stuff also takes, like, you know, that's that's sort of a long-term thing that has to be addressed, and, like, those games are put in production years in advance, and blah, blah, blah. But I would say the conversation now happens a lot faster. Games that, you know, don't take that stuff into consideration or are, are sort of blatantly ignoring it in ways that are... Gross. Obvious, yeah. like that, it, it that, comes up very fast. That I think five years from now, you know, I think that it'll be. We'll have
0: a, a baby. The, step. the trend, yeah. the trend is being
2: set now. <laughs> yeah. It just won't be recognized or implemented in, for a couple of years. That, yeah. t- that tiny toe step also might be noticeable because,
1: like. Okay, this is a very strange visual analogy, no, I guess, cool. but like, <laughs> if you, I, I imagined that, like, that one, t- like, the, the tiny step forward happening somehow causing, like, it stepped a micrometer out into the road. Yeah. And then caused a three million car pileup.
0: <laughs> Basically, yeah. <laughs> which is,
1: so maybe, you know.
0: So maybe it doesn't show up as, as a trend right now, but no, it, oh, like, I'm saying yeah. maybe,
1: I'm saying maybe even the tiniest change is notable because it's in, because it is,
0: because of how big the reaction because was to it, yeah, yes. yeah. Or like, you know, even look <laughs> yeah, it at smalls.
1: There could have actually been no noticeable change,
2: but some, but
0: but just, somebody perceived a micro <laughs> 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 like step into the road. People well, are just I think, talking I about the road. I think happened. you
2: can see how yeah. that stuff changes in almost how companies respond to it, right? Like them having a better answer, or even if it's bullshit, right? like yeah. even if even if it's not like a justifiable answer. But you, you know, look at the you know if you use Ubisoft as a, an example. I, when Far Cry Four was unveiled and Assassin's Creed Unity was unveiled, the answers that their creative people had to why that stuff wasn't considered, it, I still consider the the excuses to not be acceptable. But they have sort of are, like they've had they internal they've yeah. inter- internal <laughs> conversations where like this is going to come up, we have to talk about this, and that's may not make it more satisfying for the games that are released, but that is a trend that will get better over time because that means okay. Now they're talking about how they're yes. going to answer the questions that like a reporter is going to ask. Which hopefully maybe for the next game, then maybe gets onto the production table instead of axed halfway through when you know they have to make sacrifices to ship the game right. for a date. Like this stuff happens so slowly. Or when they choose to not have the conversation to be able to just
1: continue to work. Sure, that too. We can move to the next step in development if we don't think <laughs> about it. But like it's it, yeah, you're you're probably right that it it even getting as far as. A considered marketing response will hopefully trickle back downwards until it is a considered production response yes. and a considered design response.
2: I think it just happens so slowly in games of that scale that yeah. you. PlayStation
1: while- Six is going to just be such
2: a beautiful. <laughs> it's going
0: to be a, an egalitarian place yes. for <laughs> women.
2: <laughs> uh, of color. I can't wait until. T-
0: where, where the year of the PS4.
2: Well, we're you assume a PlayStation Six ships. Yeah, I'm I don't sure. assume PlayStation that. PlayStation Six. Oh,
1: that's true. <laughs> until I, until I visit the PlayStation Six HTML Seven website right. on my right. universal you device,
0: your eyeballs on my on my
1: universal <laughs> device, aka my eyes.
0: <laughs> yeah, the other thing I'm really worried about in, in terms of the Game of the Year deliberations is that Donkey Kong Country yet again gets <laughs> <laughs> forgotten. Poor, poor Donkey Kong! You know what? That's actually that's a great example of a, a game, game that came out earlier this year. Exactly that
2: uh, I think.
0: Poor People resent
2: that game because they didn't want Retro Studios to make that game. I know they wanted them to make like another Metroid or whatever. And I totally sympathize with that argument, but Which that fine. game and is a so fantastic good. platformer. The first one was really good. good, and I think the second one is even better than that. Has a great, great. soundtrack, um, plays really, really well. Is incredibly difficult too. Yes, you know, absolutely. You want to make the you know, as we were talking earlier about Mario, the Mario games, like where Nintendo creates a very easy through line to get from start to finish. The Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze does not do that. Just to beat those some of those stages is
0: hard as hell, and some of the bosses too, as well. Later bosses, like that, is the best platformer of the year. I have no problem saying that. Not that there were a million amazing platformers by any chance. That's just that there weren't others. But it's a really good one. Kinds of games that that came out this year, and yeah, it came out in February, and I feel like people aren't going to talk about it, and and just. I feel like there's a bias against Donkey Kong Country games, which makes me very upset. <laughs> there totally
1: is though. Like, the, yeah, Man, like, that's like, gonna be that's gonna be the hotbed really controversy is of 2015. <laughs> there <it is>. People, <laughs> when we finally uncover people's Donkey Kong bias, that's what, like the Donkey, Donkey
0: Kong, Kong privilege. Gate, yeah, <laughs> like DK gate. Where's my gate? You know,
2: it's not untrue.
0: I'm serious. Those are true. You take great your games. perception
1: of Donkey Kong games for granted, but if you, but. <laughs> It's true. If so you just look and see what's actually there.
0: So, you know, you gotta just read between the lines, you know?
1: I always do. Read between the lines <laughs> is then, like... That's the slogan. Read between for, the that's barrels. Like, that is a okay. ni- yeah. That is a nineties <laughs> a nineties ad where Donkey Kong is throwing up some weird hand gesture where there is then like a banana or a barrel exactly. between his between his fingers, and it says "Read between the lines" like on a sticker, like on one of those like punch label machine <laughs> fonts. It's
2: like scan this QR code. Read between the lines. That's no.
1: That's too new. QR that's code. That's too
2: new. Yeah.
0: No, you had to count each one in each ad, and it was like a different, like one little iteration. Like the banana was slightly longer in each one, and it had some hidden meaning. A lot of cryptography going on
2: there.
0: <laughs> banana was slightly bigger in each ad. Anyway. <laughs> uh,
2: Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze is a good game.
0: Hell yes, it is.
2: <laughs> yeah, to Hell grab that yes c- conversation around, <laughs> that game is going to get ignored, it but will. you should play it.
0: And that's really sad. Truly sad. Yes, Richard should make a Metro game. Even I if you agree. don't like Donkey Kong Country, so. which I
2: don't blame you Even though I liked those games, or at least the first one, uh, the 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 Wii ones and the Wii U ones, they're both phenomenal. Really good games.
0: Hell yes, (laughs) yes. Anyway, game of the year, Donkey Kong Country, Alien Isolation. I think we're yeah. I think we are officially here at Idle
2: Thumbs. We are giving uh. Now that I finished my game of the year at Giant Bomb Awards, my separate awards go to uh, Alien Isolation and Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze. I think
0: so. It's code now that I have no one to
2: argue with, and I can just <laughs> I can just ceremoniously well, just that,
0: give it away. Now that
1: this episode is just you and Danielle going, yeah, that game is really good. Yeah, that other game is really good.
2: <laughs> Where is that? Word? Now we're just playing the games. Like no one else is going to listen to us talk about these yeah. games. The yeah. word is going to talk about these games. That's right. That's fine.
0: That's well, absolutely go right. For
2: the the true
1: games of the year that they are literally not talking about anywhere else. <laughs> it's really people really are probably sad talking about Alien
2: somewhere, but it's in the. A very it's strange at the space. end of yeah. the, of the yeah. list. Yeah, as if of any the, list, polarizing game,
0: it is. Which I means usually means something is good. Honestly, it's polarizing. Yeah,
2: I I think uh, flawed games that have ambition are way more interesting. Like you said, way more oh, interesting yes. than like highly polished games that just kind of are an amalgamation of other stuff.
0: Yes, yes, and I even liked Digital Spacey this year, and I'm saying this. So, yeah, you know? Digital Spacey Sutzy Kevin Sutzy. That's kind of what I called him in Advanced Warfare. Right.
1: I did play that game. I forgot that we'd live in a in a year that had a digital spacey.
0: It it was a good spacey. It, it looked like him pretty much at least. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and then that's all I had to say about advanced warfare.
2: It was an alright call of duty.
0: It was good. I enjoyed, I enjoyed
2: it. it. I did. I did too.
0: But you know. Alright. It was no alien isolation, that's all I'm gonna say. I yeah. guess that's the final word. <laughs> <laughs> I would say.
1: I suspect that if we're going to actually go back, well, we're not. We're not ready for idle thumbs games of the year if we do anything involving it at all. But I think if we if we actually did a tally of game of the year in terms of minutes discussed on the podcast, it would most likely be desert golfing.
0: It probably would desert yeah. golfing eighty days. Um,
2: I need to play. What that.
0: was that earlier was this year list.
1: that we that we just talked into the ground? God, fucking Far Cry Four taken up a lot of a yeah, lot of minutes lot of time for, time for reasons um we also know.
0: talked i mean i talked a lot about alien isolation yeah. probably more than i should so
1: our games our games of the year by volume mm-hmm. desert golfing alien isolation Far Cry 4, 80 Monument days. Monument Valley. Monument
2: Valley, probably. That's a good category, actually. I really yeah. like the game. Like, the game awarding it as I like talked about the most. Does it, like, that's the metric <laughs> is not whether it was good or, like, that's interesting. Right. It's like, we just talked about what it. What was a lot. on
0: our minds, you know? Like, what yeah. had what had the most you could probably do thumbs, do that. mind space? That's a,
2: that actually is You could probably do a too combination late now. of, oh, it is too
1: late now. That's right.
0: That's <laughs> true.
1: Man. Minutes of video. Mile that away. Minutes of video. Mile that away. And work count.
0: Mile it away, in my little way we save as runners game of the year right? by sure.
1: volume just like the, the it's like the Costco awards game of the year club Yeah, pack. that's pretty good actually
0: I really like that idea maybe we should actually do that on our podcast
1: you know what okay i don't want to do it <laughs> i don't want to do the work some
0: reader could do the work no,
1: but um, you the reader no cuz uh, johnny driggs does our youtube page and every episode he goes and he actually does a minute by or he does a segment breakdown by time so oh, you wow. could actually copy and paste all of those and find the, the start and end time of all of the segments. And it's already quantified out. So you could paste all that stuff into probably just an Excel spreadsheet mm-hmm. and do a little bit of work to highlight stuff. And you could actually figure out Game of the Year, Idle Game of the Year by volume. But there's a...
0: It's not the worst idea. If anybody felt like doing it, is all I'm saying.
2: It's how all good ideas you are. You not like the Excel. worst idea.
0: <laughs> it's not, you know, it could be worse. Yeah. Some people have had worse ideas at some point in history. You know, I mean, <laughs> come on. We live in a world with Milli Vanilli.
2: Yeah. yeah then the flip side of that is then when games come out really uh, close to the end of the year and you don't have enough time to put into them. Like Dragon Age is like sort of a game like that where it's oh, like, yeah. like oh, I think I'll, I'll probably really like that. But before I have to figure out the games that I have to give an ordered list to, yeah. it's like, can I give... Can I put a spot in for a game that I played 15 hours of like, when it could, like, I guess, conceivably turn to total crap? Yeah. 15 more hours in? I mean, you know, that's the problem of a game that takes that long to play that comes out at the end of the year. Yeah, you know, it's I, really
0: I, true. I, and and that was what, God, that, I mean, I had, I didn't have it that early or my girlfriend did not have it that early. But, um, yeah, anything that comes out in, like thanksgiving week yeah. is really tough especially if it's an 80 hour game
2: if it's not like an, an eight, if it's not game. like an 8 to 12 hour sort of like play through that campaign yeah get, just get understand what the beats are so you can sort of get a surface level understanding of what it's doing like those you know release the game when you got to release it but yeah in terms of like awards consideration it gets kind of weird just because you just run out of time
0: our like, jobs are hard
2: i know <laughs> how do i do it how do we how do, do
0: it? How do we do it? If
2: you're a Somehow. if you're a first ever
1: current <laughs> gen Dragon Age game, you probably come out exactly when you came out and don't really care about the awards consideration. Probably.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Probably you're that right game has got to be sucking up lives right now. Like, oh like, god, it's oh, yeah. business.
0: Yes. I mean, oh it's god. going to
2: suck up my life for the next three weeks. Like when I'm, when I'm home and like then I don't have to worry about that stuff anymore. It's like that's all I'm going to play. So.
0: Yeah, I'm really I'm really it's funny on that like I have been watching my girlfriend play it Mm. for and she's eighty something hours in at this point. And I've been watching the entire thing, so I feel like I've gotten the experience of playing it, and I played a little bit here and there. We did stream a tiny bit of it. Yes. We should probably stream more, but like it's a super story based game, so it's not always the best streaming thing, obviously. But yeah, it's it's one of those things where it's like I know I have to play more of it, but I'm like, how much by osmosis? How much does it count by osmosis if you're like you know, taking over the controller for 10 minutes every couple hours because she needs to do something. I don't like the
2: combat in that game, so you might have gotten most of what you need out of that game.
0: (laughs) Since I'm getting the story, like, completely washing over me. Anyway... Mm. That's a good game to you. Whatever, it's yeah. good. It's a
1: Dragon Age thing, though. So you could probably play. You could. You could get your own unique first couple of hours out of it, at least. Before, right. before you
2: start, yeah, and the, yeah, in and the relationship stuff is. You know, you yeah. probably make different decisions, and I in that almost respect.
0: definitely will. And, like <laughs> every time. I'm like, are you romancing them? Are you romancing them? Are you romancing them? And Why she's aren't like, you trying to get a a Freddy Prince know. Jr. Yeah, I know.
2: Who isn't trying That's to get a Freddy Prince I Jr. That's who I was Jr.
0: recommending. She's like, I don't know.
2: Oh, I am all about that Iron Bull, uh,
0: and I'm just like, how could you not Iron Bull romance?
2: Exactly. Come on.
0: It is Iron Bull,
2: right? Oh yeah, that's Freddie King junior making sure I doesn't sound like him, but
0: I know it's amazing.
2: He does. That's really where a good his job.
0: career went: Wing Commander movie, and now Iron Bull. And I'm fine with it. I'm he just was cool. also a
2: writer for uh, wrestling for a number of years. That's
0: right. Also, like, between, a, one of between... the like
2: chief writers for WWE. That is
0: fascinating. Be- between Wing
1: Commander and wrestling, he was also in numerous Scooby Doo movies. Right? Oh God. Yep.
0: He and his wife. Yep. No, she yep. was only in the first one. I and think.
2: She think. Married his Sarah Michelle Gellar. Yeah. yeah.
0: I think she I was in she the f- first one. Did
2: what? they meet on the debating how, debating how why do I know that information? I know mm. I'm kind of like mm. Mm. <laughs> good, but I was also right. <laughs> yeah,
0: it's good. It's good when these things happen. Yeah. Mm? It's good yeah? when these things happen. It is. Is the, is the final word?
1: I think it is.
2: Uh, you yeah, should,
0: you should listen to you should rate us on iTunes. That's super important. Wow,
2: look at that transition. I
0: think that rating us on iTunes should be you know, it's like our Christmas gift, our our holiday season mm-hmm. wish for you, the reader. You can
1: give us a gift that we love, yes. you can give us coal, just whatever it takes. <laughs> um, Anything, <laughs> but no, uh, we are available at idlethumbs.net slash idle We're on Twitter at idle Thums.
0: We're on Twitch, also Thumbs.
1: That's right. Have you been doing some streaming stuff? You started... I
0: have. I did not while I was in Rhode Island. I was remiss in in Little Rhodey, but now it'll be back to the usual several times a week.
1: We did not read any questions on this week's episode, but if you have questions for us that we read... Why is that not on my phone? (laughs) Write us at questions at idlethumbs.net and Chris will read them when he's back on the podcast. Yes, Yes, he will. Um, Patrick, thank you for joining us on this episode. Absolutely, it was not intended to be you filling in for
2: Sean. Don't look at that. No, think of it this way. Just you said I had to get those other folks, those jokers, out of the way. Like we don't we need clear that
1: entire couch. Yeah, to make room for you. Space
2: here, fake scoops. Yeah. Oh, I mean, it's true. I'm not gonna. I can't come on this podcast and and claim uh, claim otherwise. Scoop
0: Hood, yeah.
1: Steve hasn't been around for a while.
2: You're saying, like <laughs> yeah. You if, might
0: be reclaiming scoops.
2: You're saying, like, if it takes long enough, then maybe like it sort of erodes a little bit. Uh, no, but I mean,
0: well, the, the, the problem. I is- mean, he's, I'm
2: Scoops. He's Hot Scoops. Like those are different things. It's
1: true. It's still a rip.
2: I mean, you're right you're biting
1: scoops i mean no you can get comfortable with the Uh scoops name in this room yeah but it's it is the sort of the situation where uh you know like your 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 butt imprint is kind of starting to show up in the throne but the moment (sighs) the moment that door opens and you know who's it's gone gone. that's fine yeah i'll take
2: that that's good enough for me
1: you know it's just
2: you're welcome it's tough (laughs) steve while you're not here.
0: Well, you're welcome, hot scoops.
2: I'm taking care of it for you. When you decide to show the hell up. <laughs> just just are warming you scoops You can take thrown. it back, yeah. You'll feel it when you're sitting here. You'll know.
0: You'll you'll know. That, oh, this
2: was the spot. You'll know.
0: This, this butt right here. Exactly. It's a little butt print. There's exactly. going
1: to be so many butts on there between you and Steve's butt.
2: Yeah, yeah. but... Uh, scoops to
1: scoops. Only,
0: to scoops. only he the knows. best butts. <laughs> oh, okay. on, the, on that catch. <laughs> this
1: podcast was over a while ago. Good night and good
0: luck.
2: <laughs> well, thanks for having me on. It's a ton of fun. i listen listened to you guys every week, so it was a, it was a joy to to join you guys for a little bit. So, thank you, podcast.
0: Thank you. Thanks,
1: Patrick. Goodbye. <laughs> 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 oh my God. Where's that baby? Pretty much. <laughs> Where,
2: where's where's the baby? baby? <laughs>
0: Figure it out.
2: You know how this works. <laughs> you know what, what this is. You know how you make babies. Get, <laughs> get out of here. Come back with one.
0: Be like, we've okay. got a room we'll for come you. <laughs> Gross. Come sorry. back when you're pregnant. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh Jesus. I don't
2: like talking about Chicago.